Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, it's good to be with you. Thanks again for joining us for the Songwriter Connection. This is episode 107 now, and we're taping on a beautiful May afternoon here in Nashville, and I'm glad that you've decided to join us. I have to tell you, episode 100 was just really extra special, and I hope you had a chance to listen to Kevin Griffin, uh, who started the band Better Than Ezra and has written so many big hits. I have just finished up today his uh, his book, The Greatest Song, and I listened to the uh, Audible version, which I'm going to recommend to you because he does all the voices, and he's got a tremendous voice to start with, but it really is a great song. If you, if you, there's, there's so much packed into this for songwriters, but for business people, no matter what you are, I, I, what you do, I think there's something in this book that you could find, uh, that would apply to you. He talks about the method and the, and, and there's five co-writes in this book and he steps you through the important parts of this method. And I'll tell you what, it's going to make you a better songwriter. I feel it's going to make me. So, uh, check it out. Kevin Griffin, it's the greatest song. And um, it's out there everywhere right now, including Audible. And we are, too. We're everywhere you find pod podcasts, uh, uh, including YouTube. We don't mention that a lot, but YouTube, we I put a little slideshow every... It's not a lot because we're not a video podcast, but you got to be there. And uh, if you are listening on pod uh, the podcast on, on YouTube, please hit uh, like and subscribe because that helps very, very much. Well, let's uh, let's introduce you to another great songwriter uh, here in Nashville. Every time I've seen him in the round, he's, he's blown me away. I've seen him in feature rounds at uh, the Commodore Grill, played for us over at the 12 Keys not too long ago. He is Joel Shoemake. Joel, thanks for joining us. Good to, good to see you. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Dave. I appreciate it, man. Make, making the connection. Yeah, glad yeah. to get to be here making the connection. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Joel Shoemake, uh, you came here uh, from Cookville. Uh, Tennessee. Oh yeah, so far away. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what? Couple, couple, two and a half hours. Towards, oh no, towards not, Gatlin? Even, not, not even, even that, that far. No, no. I. Uh, it's like an hour and twenty minutes. But an hour away. twenty. Okay, yeah. all right. Eighty-six miles, roughly. But it's a good music town. Great music town. Yeah, they they do a lot of picking and grinning out there. They do a lot more than than when I was living there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know you got the Buckies there, don't don't you? Is it that's, Cookville's at Crossville? That's, that's Crossville. I always yeah. mix the two up. Oh, oh yeah. sorry, Cookville, Ca- Crossville, Carthage, Carthage, okay. Columbia, yeah, Tro- uh, Clarksville. <laughs> yeah, it, it, people get so turned around with all the C names. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So. so I remember we were going through there uh, on the way to the Gatlinburg Songwriting Fest last year, and oh, yeah. uh, I'd never experienced the Buckies before. And now I get it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got I stuck it. in a Bucky's parking lot coming back from Florida, and I oh. had no idea that I was fixing to, that was fixing to happen. I was already, like, really tense. And, yeah. And, uh, like, I pulled in there, and I almost went crazy. <laughs> it's something else, isn't it? Yeah, I cut it's- people off. I got out. <laughs> and then I didn't go back for a year or so. Oh, boy. Yeah. I stopped at the one in Crossville, and I'll be honest, I was surprised. Yeah, was I was good. too. Yeah. Yeah, like, they, you just can't go when there's the too many people. They had to make its own lane off uh, off the uh, Highway 40. Oh yeah, to get people in and out. If you're if you're introverted like I am, <laughs> pass pass yeah, pass it on up. Keep on going. Screw Bucky's, go to Stucky's. Yeah. It's, oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Screw Bucky's, go to Stucky's. Man, that's a song, man. Clean, clean your own toilet. Yeah. <laughs> 
the best bathrooms I've ever been in. Yeah. So, hey, I digress. Uh, so you, sorry, yeah, that's yeah. all right, and that's what the show is all about. We just uh, got and lost a Bucky sponsorship. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> sorry, guys. Maybe, maybe, I do love you though. Maybe cut that part out. <laughs> Not on your life. So uh, you came here what two thousand one. I, I really started coming here, and I came here a couple times in 96 and did open mic at the Bluebird. Yeah. And, um, That's always a cool thing. Signed up for the thing and mm-hmm. got the little stamp and had to turn around and come back. And yeah. With Barbara yeah. Cloyd. Yeah. And um, and uh, it took me a little while to gain the nerve to come back and try to play some more music. And in 1998, I started coming up and playing for Debbie Champion. Oh, yeah. She's to this day a great friend of mine, and I love Debbie. Um, I She's saw wonderful. her just last night or the night before. Mm-hmm. If I'm lucky enough, both of them. Mm-hmm. So. Did you play the uh, Gerald Smith? Uh, uh, yes, okay. that was Sunday night. Yeah, I, Sunday I played night. That. Yeah, uh, Gerald Smith is uh, the Georgia Quacker. If you remember uh, from Hee and he's a yeah. great songwriter. He's been, been, been writing great songs. Guy. Yeah, a yeah. uh, little ill health these uh, these days, and uh, at the Commodore Grill, they put on a great fundraiser for him. And Joel, you were a part of that, so that's really cool. Yeah, yeah I'm so, glad to hate yeah. to have to go, you know, see your friend, yeah. friend like that. But I was yeah. glad to get to participate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you like, let's go back to that Bluebird thing. Did you, did you get to come back and and perform the open mic eventually? Because yeah. I remember back in the day, you was, they give tricky. you a ticket if you didn't get to play. You might have showed up with eighty people. And yeah, I think you you would put your you get a number a number yeah. And then if they called your number, you got to play. If you didn't get to play, they stamped your ticket. That's what it is. Then you come back the next time and you put your ticket in a different basket and then your top priority. So you get to go. That's it's much different today. You you do it online and it's oh is it I have no I've not yeah, done that in so long yeah. But I was the same way. I and a buddy of mine who who I wasn't living here then. He said, "I got a ticket that's stamped. I played there many times. Here, you take it." <laughs> so that's a that golden was my first ticket. Trip. Is what that was <laughs> that was a golden ticket. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. I'll never forget stamping the the basket and the, mm-hmm. and uh, I should have kept it. Yeah, I mean, shoot. I wish I would have kept mine too. That'd be a neat thing to have. So, hey, you've written lots of big songs. Uh, you, you've had cuts by uh, Craig Craig Campbell, one of my uh, favorite songs, "Family Man," which we'll talk more about. Uh, but also Gary Allen, uh, Montgomery Gentry, Trace Atkins, uh, Brad Paisley, "The Toothbrush." Toothbrush is a song. Yeah, Toothbrush, Gr- great song. Um, that's all. That's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I had a. I've been really fortunate to mm-hmm. to get to sit in the room with some great songwriters and. Uh, and God smiled at us and, and let us let our brains work together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, been real lucky to get to be blessed with some of those things. Well, you've also worked very hard too. And Have worked hard, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thank you. Why don't Why don't we uh, just start with a song here, and sure, uh, maybe yeah. you can tell us about the writing and and what it is. Uh, and you know, later on, I've got a new song that uh, Joel's going to be producing, and we're going to uh, releasing, and we're going to produ- uh, play the whole produced version of the song coming up in just a little bit. So stick with us here on the Songwriter Connection. Joel Shoemake is is our guest. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll play you the uh, the toothbrush song that you mentioned. Right, I love that song. Uh, this song was written with uh, my great friends Danny Simpson and John Henderson, uh, two great songwriters. This is uh, this was Danny's idea. He had said. Uh, he wants to write a song called Love Starts with a Toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Once they start moving a toothbrush in, yeah. you know, it's potpourri and whatnot. There's a oh, yeah. lot of claim staking happening right there. So we, we got together on this one. So thank you, Danny. And then Brad recorded it. And that was 
well, you know, special, extra special because uh, you know he he's such a great songwriter, and really to sneak is. one in on yeah one of his albums was pretty cool. That is so. pretty cool. of aftershave before you leave for that first day see stars in both your eyes after that long kiss goodnight forever starts with a suitcase sneaking out the window get away to a car parked by the curb gassed up for Gatlinburg little chapel and a couple of rings we'll get you two toothbrushes by the bathroom sink Everything that's anything starts out as a little thing that needs a little time and room to grow. Step by step and day by day, it all adds up along the way. And the next thing that you know, life starts in a little house, corner lot on the edge of town. Weed eater and a picket fence Think as good as the getting gets Then she wakes up feeling bad Both wondering what's up with that but Everything that's anything Starts out as a little thing That needs a little time and room to grow but Step by step and day by day it all adds up a long way in the next thing that you know. One night around eight o'clock, scrub him down, then you dry him off. Pick him up and put his little feet on a stool by the bathroom sink. Grab the crest and a Dixie cup. It all hits you as he opens up. The love starts with a toothbrush. There it is. Our dog here with that logic. Love starts with a toothbrush. Yep. And, you know, it's Brad Paisley cut and um, and a great idea, uh, even if it wasn't yours, but I know yep. you added a lot to that song. It has that Brad Paisley feeling. So I guess my question would be, when you guys sat down to write that song, did you have Paisley in mind? Or was it just going to write a great song today? You know, I don't know if he was in mind immediately. He came to mind really fast. Yeah. You know, I just don't recall. I mean, I know pretty early on we were all like, this sounds like a Paisley something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and of course, you know, we say things like that as songwriters in the room mm-hmm. about so many. Oh, this sounds like blah, blah. I could do yeah. it, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I, I, we probably said that day one, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Very rarely, though, in the songwriter's room, when we say things like that, does that ever come to fruition? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so pretty cool that they and, did. Thank and you God. were working with a publisher at the time, publishing company. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Amelace Entertainment. Uh, we were a co-venture with uh, Warner Chapel okay. at the time. Yeah. yeah. We were with them for, I think, six or seven years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty good little while. I, I like them. 
and and you had some some success. Yeah, that's where the bulk of uh, anything I had really? uh, was at was during those years. Mm-hmm. I went on to uh, BMG was my my next publishing deal, BMG Chrysalis, and uh, I had a company. A, one yeah. song recorded there. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, was uh, Family Man the biggest of, of them all? You think or? Well, I, I was part of two different singles, mm-hmm. you know, that were, you know, big major label releases, and uh, Family Man is the one that did the man, what a great best, mm-hmm. and it, it was a true blessing, and, and co-writer with John Henderson on that one as well, and, and uh, Craig and Campbell. Craig, Craig wrote on that too. Yeah, three of us. Yeah, you like writing with the artist? I'm sorry. Do you like? Do you enjoy writing with with the artist? Well, I mean. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it just depends who it is. Yeah. I, I write a lot by myself, mm-hmm. and I get kind of a certain way about how I go about things. So I think writing is with people is just a little bit more difficult Do you really? all the way around sometimes. Well, that's so, interesting to hear because we've talked so much on this show in particular uh, about co-writing in this town and, and how it's a co-writing town, you know, music town. And um, the collaboration seems to be the thing, but you prefer to write by yourself. Well, I mean, I have some friends that I write and with. And that's cool. I'm not saying, you know. I mean, and I'm not like above anybody or nothing. It's right. just, I just, I wrote so much by myself before I came here mm-hmm. that I really had to learn. I've thought about this a lot over the years. I, yeah. I feel like I really had to learn how to co-write, which, you know. Many do. Well, we're all learning how to write, period. And you, so you write a bunch of embarrassing songs along the way. <laughs> yeah. But you just write some embarrassing songs with people. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. What well, takes yeah. away some of the blame? Yeah. <laughs> that line wasn't my idea. But, um, yeah. I mean, but it, learning how to co write is really. Yeah, it's an art. Any healthy relationship yeah. is not easy. Yeah. I mean, so. You're throwing out your life story and, you know, your inner feelings. It's it's tough sometimes. And oh, yeah. I know guys that just do not care to, to co-write. Um, private I, people, you know. I can do it some. I, mm-hmm. I used to do it a lot, and that was part of writing for a publisher. And, mm-hmm. you know, part of your job is to get in there and hobnob with these other songwriters, I guess. Sure. Mm-hmm. Become friends. And uh, write all these songs with them so mm-hmm. you can get songs recorded. Absolutely. That's what song pluggers did. You know? <laughs> and each one of those companies have their their pluggers, right? Uh, yeah. And did, did they set you up with the rights and things? Um, yeah, they set me up with quite your a few. Or, yeah. Well, most of them, really. Uh-huh. Um, Today you're writing Craig Campbell. You know, or, you know. Well, that one, uh, Todd Wilkes had met him downtown. Todd Wilkes was working with our company uh, back then, and he had been downtown and uh, the, the whole thing real fast. Like, we, he had taken me to Kerry Kurt uh, Phillips. Kerry Kurt Phillips, love that guy. Uh, he had taken me to his office, and Kerry Kurt had played us a song called It's Hell Without the Heat. <laughs> and it was such a great song. It was a ballad, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't funny at all, like how he can do yeah. some clever, funny things. He can. He can be clever. It was just clever, and it was just great country sad, sad mm-hmm. like I love. Carrie, look him up if you're not familiar. He's written some big oh, yeah. songs. Great. great. Yeah. Was Ronna with him then? Ronna Reeves? She was, yeah. yeah. Love her, too. Uh, yeah. He had played us that song, and then Todd had gone downtown and heard Craig sing it. Okay. Because Craig had sang a demo on it. Then 
he took me downtown, wanted me to hear this guy sing. So we parked down there. Uh, I got towed. <laughs> that happened to me just a couple yeah. weeks ago, man. Uh, but yeah. I met Craig that day, and he sang that song. We just got to talk, and then I think uh, sometime soon after that, I went, and he and his wife were playing at El Chico north of town here, and I went up there and watched them play at El Chico restaurant, and uh, mm. I played while they took a break and ate, uh-huh. and we just became friends, and Craig and I started writing. And um, Well, how about we play this song? And yeah. uh, and we'll talk about it after. Yeah, I can't remember family, what we got through. Family Man, big hit for uh, Craig Campbell. Who I heard he's got a little coffee shop. Um, I've heard about that. I've, I've not been to it. I uh, love the name of it. It's like Grindstone Cowboy. I think <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah, and that they were that he was going to run for um, city council or something. So oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, he's great. He's a great artist. So. Um, so here it is, Family Man. This was a big hit for uh, Greg. It's like, uh, what, top 15, top, top 20 yeah, at least? something like that. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we were one of the 100 most placed songs Great song. that year, uh, 2012, I believe it was. We got a BMI yeah. award for this. And I was mm. thrilled and honored to get to be a part of that. That's awesome. Here it is, Family Man. Joel Shoemake is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Stay. They're the fire in my 
song it's some great lines in there you know i appreciate that well, you got, have great co-writers and that's what happens yeah you know. i mean put your heads together and you know um <clears throat> lines like um it's bought that truck buy here pay here it gets me to a to b you know and it, but it's new to me it gets me to a to b and it's it's just it's just awesome stuff in there thank you, you know, yeah, i appreciate great that. visuals as well too you know, driving down nolensville road you see that all the time <laughs> buy here pay here so, you do there it is you yeah. know that's so. right I'm going to ask you what probably everybody says every now and then. How much does uh, 17, how many 17s going to 52? <laughs> uh, three with a remainder of something or another. See, John Henderson, our co-writer, uh, was a math teacher. Was he really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that explains a lot, right? I think he taught a lot of things. Well, he taught me a few things along the way. Yeah. Were you guys we like, wrote a lot of songs together. Were you guys like, you said there'd be no math involved in this, right? Yeah. Well, I count to three and I count to four. Like, that's it. It's a great song. It really is. And I have to comment Thank on your you. guitar because it sounds so great. Thank uh, you. Tell us about that guitar. Is this special? That's a, this is a, a handcrafted by my buddy Adam Worley. He's got his own guitar company, Worley Guitars. Wow. W-O-R-L-E-Y. I'm not going to let my accent ruin, <laughs> ruin the name of the guitar. Worley. Worley. Um, yeah, he's Isn't great, great luthier. <laughs> That's a beautiful sounding guitar. Yeah, man. He built the fire out of this one. He's got another one he's making right now for us. It's almost done. Just like this with a cutaway. This is a OM model. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a pre-war Martin. Well, it's beautiful. Built I was going like to say it reminded me of a Martin. Sound is incredible. I'm really excited to get the new one. It's going to yeah. be my new daily driver. I'll bet, man. It'll be the one you play out and stuff. I think so. Yeah. Unless I'm going to a real bad area. (laughs) (laughs) How many guitars does a guitar player need? Too many. One more. (laughs) We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll play that new uh, new song that you got coming up. Sure, yeah. All right. Don't go away. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc you're listening to the songwriter connection connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories now back to the show with your host dave linehan 
That just tells Red Circle, my host, where to put the commercials in. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it does pay a little bit. Hey, yeah. all matters. A little bit goes a long way. And the longer you listen, the more I get paid. Thank you. And the more people you tell. So Joel Shoemake is our guest, and he's a hit writer here in Nashville, and it's good to have you here. Well, thank you, Dave. It's glad to be here. You've been working on a new project, right? Going to release some music? Um... Yeah, I've been threatening to for a long time, and I guess I need to get the nerve together to finally... Oh, you got to do it. Some let some of the inside of my brain out. Mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I got it. Yeah. I understand exactly. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. I say awkward things. It, well, you know, it's harmless. It's really harmless. It, it just comes out wrong. That's why you're such a great songwriter, man. Yeah. Got a way of saying things. Yeah. So this new project is it going to be part of an EP, an album, a single at a time? What's I don't the, know. I think yeah. it's just a single at a single time. Single at a time. I mean, it'd be cool to have something. Mm-hmm. But who has CD players anymore? Exactly I mean, very, right. You know, people like having some something tangible to hold. But, you I think know, so. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Really. Yeah, I get them printed up, but you're right. They don't. People aren't buying. Might as well much. sell a coaster with a with the track listing <laughs> on it. You know, coaster stuff with a you know the, uh, with a code you can scan to go to where to listen to the music. You know. Yeah. You know that the cars today sense, really. don't even have CD players in them anymore. It's just, it's yeah. kind of frustrating. So, But tell us about this one tough uh, song you got out right now. Well, um, yeah, this is a, this is a, I had this idea and um, had a few lines jotted down and um, I met a special somebody who kind of helped me uh, understand where that song should go, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and and I just one, one, after one conversation one evening, I just, you know, I thought all year long about, I don't know how I'm going to write that song. And then just after one conversation, I, it just came to me. You know, it just the my empathetic side came out and wrote a song every now and then. That, that'll happen. And this is one of those songs. And, Great. Um, I sat down and just I recorded it in my living room. So this is your production? Yeah, this is uh, mostly me. Uh, Greg Loman played drums on it. Tom Harding mixed and mastered it. So you had real drums? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. That that I found I can't program drums. I don't understand yeah. it. It's it's so a, it's I can't a chore. Even let the yeah. computer do its job, you know. I yeah. I'd rather have a real drummer so it can fill Me in all too. the holes that I left. You Me know? too. <laughs> so, Should we give it a spin? Sure, if you'd uh, like. This is coming out gonna be on all streams, if not uh, very soon. Very soon. If not now, but very soon. For yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one tough mother, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Up early in the morning, pressure's on before her makeup. Coffee's cold before she drinks. Active Congress just to wake up. It's out the door with keys in one hand, whole world hanging from the other. Don't mistake her kindness for weakness. She's one tough mother. Tough mother. She breaks 
title one uh, tough mother is that the way you thought it would go i i like that a lot and uh you're right great mother's day song taking care of everything except for number one isn't that seem how it goes that yeah. seems to be how it is a lot yeah. of times yeah. yeah tell me about your mom oh man she's a good one yeah yeah i got pretty lucky in did the you? mom department me too. yeah i um, did too were your were your parents musical as well my dad sang and wrote songs yeah he uh he had the dream uh but he also had the reality of mm-hmm. a family and, and yeah. raising us. and Family man. Yeah. yeah. He was a big part of that song for sure. Yeah. yeah. Was he really? Yeah. Um, well, you know, the examples. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, my dad was musical and he played guitar and sang. And uh, that's where I got it from. He wrote songs. You know. did, he, did he teach you how to play guitar? I'm sorry? Did he teach you how to play? He taught me a few chords, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a three-chord hero. Well, wow. And... Uh, so I took those, and then I learned a few more chords. And did you take lessons, or pretty much picking up on your own? When, when, I picked a lot of you? it up, but eventually I started taking lessons. Mm-hmm. I, I played for a few years, maybe three years, mm-hmm. and then uh, started taking from a guy named Randy Googe. Googe. He's a great guy, great guitar teacher. I have so many fond memories of wow. sitting in his office, him teaching me music stuff. That's great. Man, such a good good guy. Yeah, I'll bet. So, so um, when did you first start to get really serious about songwriting? Were you in bands first? Uh, tell me how the progression went. It just, I, you know, I, 
I started playing some guitar and mm-hmm. it just happened. I mean, yeah. I just started writing songs. Right. Almost right away, huh? Yeah. I couldn't help it. It's just, just started happening and I didn't, you know, I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. did. You just did. So, um, mm-hmm. like they said on Miracle on 34th Street, there's that scene where they said, uh, well, just tell him he's crazy. Like, author or composer crazy? Like, it just comes natural, you know? <laughs> author or composer crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've got it. So, yeah, I, I guess when you, when you get it, it just starts. Yeah. You're kind of infected with it, aren't you? Yeah. And you were at really. an early age. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. But Sadly. happily, you yeah. know, at the same time. Started making those trips to Nashville and yeah. playing those songs around. And uh, so... And you still do, you you like to do the, the writer's rounds. You, I like to. I mean, mm-hmm. I found a lot of inspiration when I was a young songwriter, first coming <clears throat> coming to town. And, and I, you know, I, of course, you know, I, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't move here with larger aspirations than I mm-hmm. than I have achieved. And I kind of think, I'm glad, glad that those large aspirations, I, think the, I don't think there's a lot of people that can handle <laughs> The lifestyle of those large aspirations. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes yeah. when you get what you wish for, it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. Right, there's yeah. the heads and there's the tails. There really, there uh, really is. As above, so below. What, you what, know? Yeah, and one of my favorite sayings was always, uh, "Success is getting what you want, but happiness is wanting what you get." Right? Yeah. So, so. kind of those things. Did you have a, a one or two mentors that that really helped to to, to bring you along, teach you the business, and and help you in Nashville? There were a lot of great people along the way. Some of them have stayed in my life, and some of them have not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, yeah, but I've, have, I've met some great people and some not so great people, and they've both been fantastic examples. You, know? <laughs> you learn from uh, from them either way, right? Yeah, absolutely do. Yeah, you know? um, okay. Gosh, David Lee has been a, a somebody who's been a very positive person in my life. He's songwriter. in Texas these days, right? Yeah, yeah he yeah. is. Back Great in, songwriter. Back in the old homeland of Texas. Yeah. So His daughter is also very talented. I've seen oh, her yeah, play a few times. Very much. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Wynn Varble's always been a great inspiration, a great guy. Wynn Varble is Jim an McBride. incredible guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've, Funny I've had the privilege. Don Sampson, yeah. all the people I love. I'm going to leave somebody out and hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> uh, I will say that Wynn has been on this show, and it was always a pleasure to talk to him. Oh, he used to come up to Cincinnati. I bet you didn't laugh at all. Oh, I didn't laugh at all. He's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, even when he's not trying to be funny, he's yeah. funny. God doesn't make many people like no, women. no, and he does that on purpose. Uh, he's about ten foot three, and I'm I'm five yeah. foot nothing. And uh, <laughs> I remember one time he was playing for us in Cincinnati, and he was sitting down in a chair uh, on a stool, you know, getting ready to play. And I I was introducing the acts that night, and uh, I'm standing up next to him, and he's still looking me right in the eye. If you can imagine that, <laughs> that's I'm as tall as he was sitting down. And he looks at me and goes, Linehan, I've had it up to here with you. And he's <laughs> to his shoulder, you know. So, gosh, always been a really cool guy to me. I can hear him say that. Linehan, yeah. I've had about up to here with you. <laughs> up to here with you. <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. Yeah. Love him. Love the guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so those are great people, man. Those- I, I've been lucky. I mean, I got here, I think, really just in time to see the last of some really great things and songwriter circle mm-hmm. before it really all started changing. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has changed a lot. Huh? There's everybody's got their special places mm-hmm. that that's magical to them right. when they first get here. Yeah. And you know, I'm no different. This is a different place, but I really got lucky at the, and I was talking to a, a dear friend of mine, uh, Stephanie 
recently about this. Um, Stephanie Girdley, I was trying to think of a better, her married name. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were both had acknowledged like, wow, you know, we really caught the end of some real magical stuff at the old broken spoke back mm. in the early two thousands and late nineties. We could do a whole show on the broken spoke. Oh, probably do a whole series of yeah, shows. Yeah, series about of that. shows. Sadly, it doesn't exist anymore. From, from what anybody now. can remember. I've still got yeah. a matchbook from the broken spoke. Do you really? So, yeah. Well, that's good. So <laughs> Oh. A couple scars. But. That was a place in a little hotel north of town that uh, so many big songwriters and artists broke it up. Oh, yeah. It used to be standing room only yeah. in there. Absolutely. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy inspiration in that room. I think we need more of those places here. In we town. do. And we really do. It's just getting harder to have places like that, really I think. Is. Yeah, it really so. is. And still one of my favorite things in Nashville to do is go to see writers uh, play the songs that they've written. And uh, it never ceases to amaze me uh, how different a song could be when you hear it by the songwriter, the, the way it was written and the way they interpret it, uh, right down to that raw, you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, just a guitar and a, or a piano and the person who wrote it. Just to, to me, it's just my favorite form of entertainment. Yeah. I'm so far out of the loop enough now, I don't mind saying this, but like, I've worked and worked and worked for so many years. I love songwriters and stuff. I finally got a bunch of Bob McDill demos. Speaking of like a songwriter's interpretation, Bob, if you're listening, I've been a big fan a long time. I hope you don't mind. I'm having your recordings here. He's gone into the Hall of Fame. He should have been there a long long time time ago. ago. Look him up if you're not familiar. Google Bob McDill. He was songwriter, songwriter. You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But I've got a bunch of his recordings of his original work tapes of some of those songs and it's just his interpretation of them and the way they were before they got changed there's a whole verse in um song of the south that alabama didn't even sing they didn't even do it like yeah it's pretty crazy yeah and just sweet potato pie shut my mouth yeah you know and i think johnny russell did that first if i do remember correctly from i don't know yeah what is your favorite mcdill song because i can tell you what mine is and it probably has to be good old boys like me. Ah, you know, there we go. That's I mine. It'd probably be yours too. Oh yeah, uh, uh, never, it never got old. And the imagery on that song, yeah. the way he paints that picture. Oh, truth man. or not, I don't know. I've never met the man, but I was told that that song was a song that he wrote as a retort to just a good old oh, boys. Boy. Really? Yeah. It's kind of like, well, you know, we're country too, but we're not all yeah barefoot and. Running around with our cousin, running moonshine. Oh no! You know some of us. No, good old boys like me is like you me. Know, that's pretty. I thought that was pretty cool. Those that, William boys, William's boys, still mean a lot to me. That helps Hank me. And Tennessee, now come you on. Know, hearing that story helped me, and not that I always acted this way, you know, but helped me with the interpretation of what kind of good old boy I'd really rather be. Mm-hmm. So. And what kind of a good old boy are you? Yeah. Hi, so explain. Tell us. I'm not running shine, <laughs> you know. You're running songs, man. <laughs> yeah. Running around with your guitar, that's for sure. How about another one, man? Since sure. you got it out, that beautiful whirly guitar. Sure, yeah. Um I'll play you something oddly positive for okay, me. Okay, cool. Oh, when a songwriter drops that E down to a D, you know stuff's about to happen. thinking about somebody and realized I was thinking about him a lot and uh, I started thinking I wonder how many seconds there are in a day so, so I, I googled it and I 
thought, hmm, I wonder how to make that sing. So I tried. So here's what I got. Solo, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. just uh, just fantastic. Eighty six thousand four hundred. So that's Eight, the answer. Yeah, eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in a day. In a day. Unless I never unless I that. got dyslexic and read it wrong. <laughs> and if that's the case, I just wasted a lot of time. There's some science, <laughs> money, uh, physics. I demoed it too. The teachers listening, going, oh, wrong. no, I I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. Not God. I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google it again now. <laughs> oh, don't doubt yourself. If not, you know. Oh, uh, that would be terrible. <laughs> that would be terrible. You're a great guitar player. You really Man, are. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I love playing guitar. I love what you do. Yeah. 
been in the room with a bunch of great guitar players and I've stolen something from as many of them as I could, you know. <laughs> Me too. I like to um, get right up front and watch what they're doing. Oh, you yeah. know, so a song like that, you, it's got a great riff in it too. So we get into the nuts and bolts a lot. Um, how important is that to a, to a songwriter? Uh, you know, when you're writing a song like that, did you, it, it, was the riff uh, in your mind as you started? Did it start with the riff? Did it start with, it started with the idea probably. Yeah, it did. That's, and you know, uh, Amy that we were talking about earlier. Amy Neal. Yeah, a great friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Her and I were texting that morning and I'm mm-hmm. like, I just had this idea for this. So I told her about it. She's the first person I told her, I'll see if I can make that sing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it really, that one, one of the few, like sometimes I get so clouded in what happened between the idea and yeah. the finished product that I, I really can't remember. Okay. You're caught in a storm of, of creativity. Hopefully it's a good storm with plenty of lightning and thunder and hail, you know. But, oh, absolutely. But There isn't that one. Uh, yeah. That song, I, I can pinpoint it, <laughs> you yeah. know, to I had the idea that morning and then that song, it wrote really fast and Did I it? really I just needed a lick. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, so I appreciate you saying that because yeah. really I've been questioning whether that's even the right part or not so but it's what stayed yeah so well you know and i don't know how, how it works for you but sometimes i'll get a song and it's written and then i'm thinking wait it needs a lick and I, i'm gonna find that lick sometimes it starts with that lick and i think it just sometimes depends. yeah just, same with you yeah you just never know i mean some yeah. things one of my favorite things i read and i've tried to stay stay living by this as a as a songwriter i read uh, one of the whalen autobiographies and and I had a little note card. I'd write down what inspired me. I probably should go back and read it after 20-something I've, I've read that by Audubon. That, that was really a good book. He had said, like, a good melody brings a good idea. A good mm-hmm. idea brings a good melody. Ah. So I'm like, she I'm the egg. to stick with that. And, yeah. You know, whichever one I had, I tried to believe that it was going to do its job and bring good, you know, the heads and tails side That's together, awesome. you know. Yeah. So I can't I, I can't imagine that you're the kind of person that can't write. Uh, do you do a little bit every day? I go through spells where I don't write for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of input spells, letting you know. I think you're you're healthier mentally if you take it that way. Uh-huh. I mean, because that's that's what it has to be. Mm-hmm. But you get in the the mode of trying to be creative and wanting to bring something out and. and Put bread on the table or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes pressure. Yeah. And it, it does become pressure and you beat yourself up in ways you shouldn't. Yeah. And all of a sudden your 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 creative side is taking a bruising and a beating that it, it didn't deserve. Do you have a uh, favorite way to bring out that creative side? Any? Gosh, I wish I knew. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just life for just me. Life. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with co-writers and in the room churning and burning and putting out and I've kind of gotten where I just can't sit and write because anymore. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have to get have to have the inspiration at this point. Or I get that. Maybe I need to find another way of being creative. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, to me, I've just, I mean, I've got, I don't know how many songs I've written. So it's yeah. hard to, I mean, gosh, there's only seven chords. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, how many different. Yeah. Real emotions are in twelve keys. Yeah, so, I mean, I've probably written yeah. two thousand songs, yeah. you know, or at least. And sometimes yeah. you go, eh, "How many more songs does the world need?" But yeah, and I try not to repeat ideas, mm-hmm. repeat right ideas. I mean, yeah. So, but 
Yeah, you got to keep positive. You just keep going. Yeah. Sometimes it's a grind. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's it, important it to be with other people to help. Uh-huh. pull you through it because yeah. they know you can do it. Yep. But sometimes... Good to have people that believe you know, in you. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, it is. Yeah. Uh, really Lonnie Fowler is somebody I write with quite a bit, too. I, he's somebody I left out of the mm-hmm. loop earlier. He's, he's somebody Fowler. that... He gets with me. He Like, he knows I can write sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, he'll, we sit and... He said it a few times. Like, our rights are really... You know, they're feast or famine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's always a good day. Oh, yeah. But he's a great writer. He wrote Slow Dance in a Parking Lot with Jordan Davis. Oh, wow. Man, he's written up just a bunch of great songs, period. Pretty hot. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's had several several good cuts just lately. That's great. Fantastic That's good. person. Yeah, Can't we, say enough good things about him. Maybe we can get him on the show, too. Oh, yeah, you know? should. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, how, how about guy. you take us out with one, man? Sure, man. And, uh, I'll do this. It's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit. Yeah, thank you for having me, Dave. Pretty cool I appreciate guy. it. Yeah. I'm going to do this song here. Uh, mentioned to my friend and co-writer, John Henderson. He and I wrote this together a long time ago. Um, so what key do I want to play it in? I'm going to let the song kind of tell the story in itself. I know there's a, a lot of strugglers out there. Mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a lot of friends that are struggling, and I stopped drinking about a year ago. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't set out to be an example or start any whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things have fallen in my life because I stopped it. And I just uh, say prayers for all my struggling friends out there, if you're one of them. Hang on. He said, Hey, mister, can you tell me how far the walk it is to the nearest bar so I can turn around and run the other way? Got a tendency to tie one up. If stupid was a shirt, my sleeves would be long. Never too far from making my next mistake Cause it's hard to outrun the devil when he's sitting on your shoulders You can't feel the warmer side of life when your world's getting cold I know I'm gonna be a better man for it when my dark days are over But it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel this side of soul. And he said, I'm a God-fearing, hard-working man that put the wrong thing in my hand. I'm a backslider driving down a dead-end road. All started with my first sip of beer. Saw the blur how I got from there to here. Twelve steps feels like a million more miles to go Cause it's hard to outrun the devil when he's sitting on your shoulders You can't feel the warmer side of life when your world's getting cold I know I'm gonna be a better man for it when my dark days are over But it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel this side of soul. I paid for the coffee and we stepped out into the night. Said if I can just make it home, then today would make 29. But it's hard to outrun the devil when he's sitting on your shoulders. 
You can't feel the warmer side of life when your world's getting cold. I know I'm gonna be a better man for it when my dark days are over. But it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel this side of sober. This side of sober. Check out my buddy Jacob Bryant. He recorded that song. Mm. Got a lot of hits on that, and really, Jacob Bryant. Jacob Bryant. Yeah, he's touched mm. a lot of people with that song. So. That song right there is—I think it's my new favorite Joel uh, Shoemaker song. Thank I, you. I hadn't heard that before, and uh, boy, that's powerful. It, there's just uh, some powerful uh, lines in there too. Um, one that strikes strikes me, and, and this is what I love about songwriting: to look at things a little differently, to explain them a different way. If if stupid were a shirt. I would have long sleep. That's that's just brilliant. I appreciate that. I, yeah, yeah, man. That's uh, man. That's what it's all about for me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. That's just uh, that song just kind of came out. And mm. There was longer, bigger story, and I don't know if we got time for it today. But if you uh, want to tell it? You can uh, go ahead. We've got a little time. I don't know. Gosh, I like I the story. I don't know if my head's together right. You know, <laughs> that's for it all, but. Uh, but you don't there have was to. A, there, there was a lot of realness that went with that. Yeah. And, uh, well, you can tell. A lot, of, a lot of God things that went into that one. That's so. awesome. Well, thanks for sharing it for us. And, and and thank you for being on the show, taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. Joel. Um, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. And we'll catch you next time on the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.